But not many people outside of Michigan have heard of this place or know anything about the women of Becker's, a daughter, her mother, her grandmother, and her great-grandmother, who built and nurtured the store, guiding all of those brides into all of their dresses for 76 years. As for the magic room, the saleswomen at Becker's don't use the word magic lightly when talking about it. They routinely watch brides and their mothers melt into tears in this room as they reflect on all the moments in their lives that led them here. After seeing their daughters on that pedestal, fathers are often overcome with emotion too. They excuse themselves, leaving the vault and then the store, so they can compose themselves. Fathers can be seen pacing up and down Main Street in Fowler, blowing their noses and wiping their eyes. We live in an age when TV reality shows, Say Yes to the Dress, Bridezilla's, have drawn attention by showcasing the frenzied pursuit of the wedding dress. These programs are framed like sporting events, with brides bickering and dickering and racing toward a finish line marked by their selection of a dress. Some of this goes on at Becker's too, of course, but I came here not just to write about wedding gowns and what they represent. I also wanted to understand the women wearing them, their fears and yearnings. I resolved to pay less attention to brides I met whose motives seemed somewhat frivolous, the ones more focused on their dresses than their upcoming marriages. Instead, I wanted to find brides and their families whose paths here were not necessarily easy, but who have given great thought to the love that guides and connects them. I guess I wanted to stand in the magic room with these families whose stories touched me the most, and while there, contemplate my feelings for my own daughters. For a decade now, I have written a column for the Wall Street Journal about our most emotional life transitions. That's my beat. Before this job, I spent 14 years as an advice columnist. In 1987, I won a competition to replace Ann Landers at the Chicago Sun-Times. And so I long have been drawn to stories about love, especially the bonds between parents and daughters. My three daughters are now ages 21, 19, and 15, and I know they will need love in their lives from me, my wife, each other, and someday, I hope, from their husbands and children. As my girls have grown up, I've always tried to pay attention to the detailed ways in which other parents express affection for their daughters, the ways they sought to reassure or encourage them. As a father, I was often guided by the readers of my columns and the thousands of letters they sent my way. Their stories remain with me and have helped me find my bearings in the magic room. There was the judge in Illinois who told me he grew up in a home where everyone always said, I love you. Because of that, he found it easy to say those words to his own children. One Friday night in 1995, as his 18-year-old daughter headed out the door with her friends, he said to her, Remember, I love you. She replied, I love you too, Dad. She died hours later in a car accident, and the judge told me how grateful he was that his last words to her were a reminder of his love. The judge's wife wasn't raised in a family where affection was articulated so effortlessly, and so the words didn't come as easily to her. She was in the other room that day and wasn't fated to have a final loving exchange with her daughter. She told me she didn't need to say, I love you. Her daughter knew she was loved, and yet a part of her ached because she wishes she had said it. Again and again, people have explained to me the ways in which I love you can be said to daughters without saying it. A woman once wrote to me to explain that when she was growing up, her mother never asked her to wash dishes. Even if she offered to help, her mother wouldn't let her near the sink. As long as I lived, her mother told her, I want to do this. After I'm gone, 
Many dishes will be left for you, and I hope it warms your heart to remember that I always did them for you. Since her mother's death, this woman often thinks of her, happily, when she washes dishes. She was setting this up, the woman told me. She wasn't always in good health, and she knew the time would come. I've seen how people's love for their daughters can be strengthened in times of adversity. I was moved by conversations I had with an 81-year-old reader whose 60-year-old daughter had Alzheimer's. She spoke of changing her daughter's diaper, just as she had 60 years earlier. When I push her in her wheelchair, I think of how I pushed her in her baby buggy, she said. This mother had always assumed that when she got old, her daughter would lovingly look after her. But feeling sorry for yourself? That's bad news, she said. Her story taught me about accepting fate, pushing on, counting blessings. She spoke of telling her daughter I love you, and her daughter looking at her blankly through cloudy eyes.